0: And they're calling for peace and tranquility, no matter what that verdict is. I'm praying the verdict is the right verdict, which is, I think it's overwhelming in my view. I wouldn't say that unless the the jury was sequestered now. You're the president of the United States. Maybe you shouldn't have an opinion at all. Maybe some things should continue to be private. Maybe it's not necessary, sir. You pray to God it's the right verdict, the right verdict. If you want to talk be the guy giving the right verdict, go be a part of the jury. Poor taste. Oh, I waited to make sure that the jury was sequestered before I said anything. No. no. He, I I continue to be unimpressed with President Biden and with his just clear lack of grace now if you say to me Trump had no grace I'm not talking about Trump I'm talking about what you told me I was going to get with Joe Biden that's what I'm talking about I'm talking about what it is I was told we were going to have the better off we were going to be yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't have any of that. Tony Katz, great to be with you on Tony Katz today. Of course, we're taking a look at the Chauvin trial. We're taking a look at what that result may be. We're keeping an eye on the situation there in New York. Three people shot at a grocery store. One person is believed dead. This is all just coming out now and can easily change. Right? And someone's going to say, hey, how is it possible? It's New York. What about all those gun laws? Can we please first get information? Can we please first find out what's happening? I would, I would appreciate such a thing. I want to take a look at Florida and take a look at this anti-riot bill that has uh, come to the fore signed into uh, signed by uh, the governor there Ron DeSantis and the idea of it because when I hear about these things at the first I oppose these kinds of things it passed the senate last week twenty three seventeen, and Ron DeSantis has signed it into law Increases penalties for crimes committed during riots, aimed at combating public disorder. Right? Grants civil legal immunity to people who drive through protesters blocking a road, and allows authorities to hold arrested demonstrators from posting bail until after their first court date. Increases the charge for battery on a police officer during a riot, adds language that could force local governments to justify a reduction in law enforcement budgets well let's break it down just a little bit and start with the basics anything that prevents people from protesting I oppose because I believe in free speech so any part of this legislation and I'm I'm sharing it with you as I got it that would say hey if you're screaming we consider it a riot no screaming is not a riot screaming is not a riot Again, screaming is not a riot. Breaking things, attacking people, uh, violent activity—that is. If you tell me screaming is a riot, we've got it. We we're going to have a disagreement because it's not. Holding somebody from posting bail, or you know, uh, until after the first court date—I I need a lawyer to figure that one out for me. I don't know what the standard is increase the charge for battery on a police officer during a riot I happen to disagree with. A, a battery is battery is battery. It's somehow different if they're walking down the street and three guys jump them. right? They see an officer and cop they're like, hey, let's go get them. When in New York they're 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 shooting cops in 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 their cars. Uh, what we saw in New York the other day and and a guy getting out and throwing a chemical substance in a glass jar at a cop's face, then throwing Molotov cocktails at him. I get the what the argument is. The argument is, we are going to make sure these riots are shut down. I don't say no to that. Local governments justifying reductions in law enforcement budgets? Nah, not to the state, but to the constituents. Now, if the state wants to say, well, then we have to come in and clean up the mess when there's no law enforcement, that's an interesting one. I think, however, that you have to now justify when you increase the budgets. That's not me being anti-cop, It's me being anti-spending. <laughs> right? I got little things here and there. I'll give you the one that I'm totally fine with. Civil illegal immunity to people who drive through protesters blocking the road. Damn straight. Damn straight. You got a group of people, you're gonna protest, and your protest says I can't drive from point A to point B, you should expect to get run over. You block the road, you stand in front of cars, you should expect to get run over. I don't want you to get run over. I said uh, you should expect to get run over because you have no right to to, to block traffic. You are not special. What you're protesting isn't as important as the person going to work, going to see their grandma, going to pick up their kids, going to live their lives. You have absolutely no right to block somebody from their travels. Well, we have to show them how important this subject is. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't get to block someone's mobility. You should expect to get run over if you do such a thing. Oh, I'm all sorts about uh, uh, of, of in favor of this. I'm all about it. It would allow people to sue local governments over personal property and property damages if they were determined to have interfered with law enforcement response during civil unrest. I agree with this 10 billion percent because don't think of interrupting as somebody saying, "Whoa, you can't go stop them. Think of interrupting as stand down, police department. The police being told they can't protect private property. No, you stand over here. Now, this could get a little bit backwards on them if somehow it is deemed safer to give that area up and be over here and then wait for some backup, right? There could be tactical reasons why things are done. So we'll see if that plays. It creates, increases penalty um, uh, for defacing public monuments and creates a new crime, mob intimidation. I'm not so sure what's different between that and intimidation. And if there is now a crime in Florida for mob intimidation, are MSNBC and CNN guilty? Now you've got civil rights groups, social justice groups, Democrats, but I repeat myself. Saying it's an unconstitutional attack on free speech makes it easier for law enforcement to charge those involved in a protest. This is the part where I'm worried. You, you think that makes me soft? Come at me, bro. Of course I support the free speech first. I don't change for no one. You've got the people at the ACLU saying the language is overbroad and vague. Let me tell you why I'm okay with it. Because it's overbroad and vague. And now you can go about making it a little more specific, a little more purposeful, a little more directed, which I'm fine with. People often say, why are you passing that law? Oh, that law is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I, I know, for example, in the state of Indiana, right, there's a question of whether or not the governor has these emergency powers without utilizing the General Assembly. Right? So you've got the governor, Eric Holcomb, Republican, month after month, a mask mandate, an emergency mandate, a mass mandate, an emergency mandate because of COVID. It's not even that the people, right, uh, the people of Indiana are angry with him. Hoosiers aren't necessarily angry, although some certainly are. It's about whether or not he has the right to do such a thing. So the General Assembly said, you don't have the right to do such a thing. And he vetoes it. Sorry, uh, you don't have the constitutional authority to say, I, don't, I can't do such a thing. And the General Assembly overrode the veto. If you want to make the argument that it's unconstitutional for the General Assembly to limit the emergency powers of the governor, you can do that. You can let a judge go through that. But you start by passing the legislation. Well, Tony, aren't they just wasting time? They're starting the maneuver. Because they should be able to create the legislation that says you can't do this, and if you then say to them, well, you're going to need a uh, a constitutional amendment, which may very well be the case in Indiana, okay, now we'll go down the road of the constitutional amendment. We started this way, we go that way. Tony, you wasted time and money. Mm, I don't see it that way. I see it as making a statement that references and represents the people because this should be a bipartisan piece of legislation. The conversation here, the conversation here should be whether or not a governor, regardless of party, can simply move about doing things without the representatives of the people having a say. That's not bipartisan in America. We're all nuts. We are all absolutely, positively Nuts! The people should always have a say. So you create this this thing that that the ACLU is going to say is overbroad, right? And then they're going to say no, no, not this and not that, and then they're going to they're going to try and get the whole bill thrown out. The whole bill can, won't be thrown out. But maybe a piece of it, okay, wait, we can't do this. Okay. Then they'll try it again another time. Every time there are states that want to engage legislation that limits abortion, I say go right ahead. Some judge will say that's unconstitutional. Some judge will say that's unconstitutional. But some things will actually happen. Why shouldn't they try everything in their arsenal? I don't believe you will ever get to a place in America where abortion is zero. But I do believe in the repealing of of, or the overturning of Roe v. Wade because it's the usurpation of states' rights. I'm never going to convince Massachusetts. I'm never going to convince California. I'm never going to convince New York. I'm never going to convince infanticide Virginia and blackface Ralph Northam. The governor. I'm never going to convince those people, right? Uh, they're 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 always going to have abortion in those places. Those people are always going to have a reason uh, to do it. But while the states can engage limitations, go right ahead. Why can't they fight? You may disagree with it morally. I guess. I guess you can. But they disagree with you morally? They control these legislatures, they're going to give it a shot. I don't want to do anything that stops people from protesting. Protesting is extremely important. And it's important not for the people you like, it's important for the people you hate. It's not important for the speech you like, it's important only for the speech you hate. That's what free speech exists for. Not what you agree with, but what you vehemently disagree with because for them, that thing they disagree with and vehemently disagree with is you. But making sure that people aren't held liable because others want to engage in activity that limits their ability to move and travel, oh, hell yeah. Don't block traffic. Bad things happen when you block traffic. I'm Tony Katz. Why in the world do we have snow in April? This is the craziest thing ever. Weather nuts. I know, I know. It's climate change or something like it. Tony Katz, good to be with you. On Tony Katz today, our friends in Nebraska listening at KFOR, they've got freeze warnings. Going all over the place. In my beloved Indianapolis, could have an inch and a half of snow in the overnight. It's going to be rain and then freezing rain and then snow and then there'll be slush and I don't know. There's going to be vampires. I'm assuming that's what happens after snow in April. Crazy. Just ridiculous. But they're looking at it. It's supposed to, as, 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 it, as it crosses uh, the Illinois River. Um, it's supposed to uh slow down uh be be less uh, be less intense as they say in 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 the business. I'm hoping that's the case i'm not I'm not interested in this. I'm not interested in this nonsense. I'm on the other side of the Illinois River oh right there. so we'll see we'll see what happens. but yeah, just I mean to to tell people in in April stay warm. By the way, the Illinois tributary of the Mississippi. Just just in case you were curious and hadn't looked at it on a map, it's a something. There's a study. Have I talked about the study yet, producer Ari? I don't think so. It says that forty percent of conservative women say they're very happy. This according to the University of Chicago's General Social Survey. They've been doing this since seventy two. Right? So, uh, 40% say they're very happy. That's slightly happier than conservative men. Significantly happier than liberal women. The unhappiest group are liberal men. Only one-fifth, 20%, give or take, consider themselves very happy. Yeah, I would have guessed that. Why? Liberals are never happy so so why why producer Ari oh gosh I mean you just you brought it up why are you one of them oh I'm happy I'm fine (laughs) (laughs) so so do you consider yourself liberal or do you just consider yourself left-leaning at times I mean I don't I, 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 I don't know it's Liberals becomes The word definition of liberal has changed Like if you asked me 10 years ago I was a liberal But now I'm afraid people I don't like Ocasio-Cortez Does that make me non-liberal? Oh, That, that, makes, that makes you a misogynist uh, I shouldn't have said I don't like Bernie Sanders either How about that? Um, makes you an anti-Semite I'm Jewish Ah it could still happen I don't know what I would describe myself Left leaning But you know I, I, I skewer left What do you want me to say? But I'm a happy guy Unlike the uh, majority of my people I guess So you're a directionist I sure I mean I go that's flow. not even a thing I just it's just you put ist or ism at the end of it and you can you can use it for anything. I don't know if it's true. But I'm 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 not going to say it's not right. I, I think that if, if you are dedicated to the proposition that all things are bad and all things are evil and there's bigotry everywhere and it's your job to find the bigotry. How could you possibly be happy? Now, that's not to say that ignorance is bliss. But there's a difference between recognizing the world that you're in and inventing a world that's awful. I think there is the difference, and it's a big one. Facebook Tony Katz Radio. Be sure to like the page. You'll make yourself happier if you do. And get the podcast at TonyKatz.com. You'll be even happier. And maybe the conservative women are happy because the conservative men are happy? It's possible. This is Tony Katz today. A lot of attention went to Indianapolis. A lot of it. The shooting that took place 40 minutes away from where I am right now at the FedEx Ground Center. Eight people were murdered. Eight people were murdered. There is the story of... One girl, a 19-year-old, Samaria Blackwell. She wants to be a police officer, as the story goes, and now there's a local police department in Indianapolis, Avon, A-V-O-N. The Avon Police Department is asking for law enforcement officers and agencies uh, to send them uh, their patches, right? Shoulder patches from law enforcement groups, And agencies that want to be a part of this, send them to the Avon police, and they're going to put them all together and give them to this girl's family. The address is 6550 East U.S. Highway 36, Avon, Indiana 46123. To the Avon police, 6550 East U.S. Highway 36, Avon, Indiana, A-V-O-N, Avon, Indiana, 46123. It's very sweet. Eight people murdered and so that story has taken up a a lot of bandwidth it's ugly the person who is the suspect was known by the FBI known by police was uh, investigated in March of 2020 had a shotgun take away taken away and not returned but was able to buy uh, firearms legally and a lot of questions coming out from this and now we're hearing may have browsed white supremacist websites maybe he did I don't know I'll let the investigation continue in that case. But what we didn't hear about was a shooting at the Westroads Mall in Omaha, Nebraska. One person injured and taken uh, to an Omaha hospital in critical condition. The story develops That a 16-year-old was arrested in this shooting that left a man dead. I guess we only pay attention if multiple people die, right? Very into the concept of mass shootings, aren't we? Four more people, oh, if it's a mass shooting, we're paying attention. Those little shootings in Chicago, one here, one there, ping, ping, whatever, big deal. Oh, Detroit, nah, oh, but but eight people, we're going to pay a lot of attention. The charge in this case against a 16-year-old, I do not use names as a matter of course, guys. When there's uh, someone like this, I don't use names. So it's not that I'm trying to uh, hide it. It, it, It's it's that I don't use it. It's a first-degree murder charge in in this shooting. The arrest. So that shooting took place on a Saturday uh, there in Omaha, and uh, the arrest took place on 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 a Sunday. And then what I'm going to assume is a relative was arrested on a charge of being an accessory to the shooting. They, ha- they share the same last name. I'm staring at the people in who the, the person who they say pulled the trigger, the person who is the accessory and the victim. They're all black and you never heard the story. We either care about what's happening in our society or we don't. I'm going to get into this further on this conversation of narrative. When you dig into what happened with Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick, my gosh, narrative before everything, right? Where is this story on CNN? Maybe it was there and I missed it, right? Maybe it was there and I didn't see it. I object when people say, oh, oh, mass shooting, you know it was a white guy. Oh, wait, 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 we don't know the information right away? Well, you know, uh, clearly wasn't a Trump supporter. Oh, they're looking, they're trying to hide it. They're trying to change it. they everyone's got a theory right away. They're, they're desperate for it. They're desperate to show the, the, the wokeness. Me, I wanna know what happened. And sometimes, once you get the information, you can notice these things. Am I to believe that we're not talking about a shooting at this mall because it was only one person who was murdered? Or were we not talking about this shooting at a mall because the suspect and the victim are both black? But if the suspect had been white, then we would hear about it? Or would I need eight people murdered for people to pay attention to the fact that culturally we have got an issue? Culturally we have a problem, an inability for people to deal with things, an inability for people to handle themselves. An inability to deal with what life may throw at you and then... Be able to deal with it, even if it makes you unhappy, even if you don't get what you want, even if you feel you've been slighted. What caused this guy to walk into the FedEx, murder four people outside and four people inside? I don't know. He used to work there. We don't know yet. Whether there was uh, some confrontation uh, a a little over a year ago, whether or not uh, there was a firing, we still have things to learn. But I don't, I, I don't know yet, and you don't know yet, and we don't know yet. But we should be asking ourselves what's leading to these things, and when there are news organizations that aggressively will not share a story, we are at the place where we have to ask: Is it because of race? The Atlanta shooting—you had four people murdered at, or, or no, it was more. Eight people were murdered, six of them were, were were Asian at these massage parlors. It doesn't matter how many times you tell people this was not a hate crime because he wasn't looking to kill people that are Asian. They will not believe you. They will not buy in because the narrative is more important than the reality. And the reality is this guy was mentally disturbed and could not like handle the pressure of a massage parlor where he could get uh sexually gratified we'll just say it that way right he had to do away with the temptation there were in his travels uh restaurants he could have gone to churches he could have gone to where if he was trying to kill people who are asian he could have done so that wasn't his mo doesn't matter narrative in Indianapolis, four of the people who are murdered are Sikh, S-I-K-H. And there's actually a very large Sikh population that works there. I find that very interesting. And some people are like, oh, this was, a, of course, a, a, a crime, a hate crime against Sikhs. We don't know any of that. And I say that, you know, to the people of Indianapolis and to these people who are lovely. You don't know that. It certainly, you can say, hey, maybe we got to be looking into this. Hey, maybe we just got to be prepared for whatever may come in the future. I, I don't argue those things. To make the immediate, oh, see, this was a hate crime. We don't know any of that. Don't be that. Don't desire narrative more than facts. It will get you nowhere and gets the country nowhere. And for the media, don't hide stories just because the suspect doesn't match your desired narrative. Because if the suspect was white in that shooting in Omaha, it would be the front and center story. And that's awful. Why are people feeling the need to take out their coworkers or former co-workers? Why do people feel the need to handle their disputes on the streets like this? Why? Now that's an uncomfortable conversation and one that America certainly does not seem interested in narrative before all things I'm Tony Katz so the former speaker of the house John Boehner has got a book out that I'm pretty sure producer Ari is going to buy Yeah, probably see I told you me I'm Tony Katz it's good to be with you on Tony Katz today Facebook Tony Katz radio like the page go to Tony and get the podcast and I I wasn't going to talk about John Boehner at all. He follows me on Twitter, by the way. I I don't know why. Right? We I don't I don't think we've ever met. I was once in a place where he gave a, a talk, and I thought it, I thought it was a good talk. But he does follow me uh, on on Twitter, which I think is amazing. And uh, and. He take you know he's gonna have the fight with with Ted Cruz right? Ted Cruz is the worst. He's a this and that and the other. All right, he's trying to sell books. Oh, and Trump is this and that and the other. He's trying to sell books and now he's on CNN. He's going on CNN, and he's doing what Republicans do on CNN very often in this position who's identifying a disease but not giving a prescription on how to fix it. So as a lifelong Republican, don't you want to find a solution? Republicans have to go go back to being Republicans. Uh, Focus in on the principles of what it means to be a Republican. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means at all. And I was asked this question, right, shared this clip, and then I was asked about Speaker Boehner, on Newsmax about what what he's trying to do here. Okay, this comes after releasing a controversial memoir last week in which he praises Nancy Pelosi for her killer instinct, reveals he really really can't stand Ted Cruz. So, why is he going after members of his own party? Tony, what do you think? Uh, It sells books. One of the great things uh, we see about Republicans is when in doubt, uh, pretend uh, to be angry with Republicans so Democrats will like you so you can sell books. It's a tried and true style of doing things. uh, And uh, it seems to maybe help get them a couple more book sales. But understand that I only hope that the former speaker understands that everybody who works for CNN hates you. Absolutely, positively, everyone, you're good for right now, right? I remember when they actually thought Cindy Sheehan mattered. That's how long they've been playing this game. They hate you, Speaker Boehner, and they're going to continue to. And Republicans aren't paying attention to you because for certainly the four years of President Trump, you had nothing to say. No one can point to, at least in a public way, who you worked to get elected, nor can anybody discuss the strong, aggressive, conservative principles, not necessarily Republican, principles that you adhered to and pushed for that have been maintained i'm not saying you didn't i am saying that this is clearly about book sales we see you we're not buying it and understand that the people who are talking to you now and clamoring for you they hate you you're their useful idiot i don't think i could say it any clearer than that i don't think i have the capacity to say it any clearer than that It's constant and consistent when we see these people and you see Democrats cheering them on. Haven't you learned already that it's not real? When you listen to Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, say that Maxine Waters should absolutely not apologize for her conversation, her comments about um, being confrontational, right? You hear this from Maxine Waters is Degree here, what happens if we do not get get what you just told? What should the people do? What should protesters on the street do? I didn't hear you. What happens? What should protesters do? Well, we, we got to stay on the street, uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they th- they know that we mean business. Get more confrontational. She went to Minneapolis to make this a statement. And, uh, and by the way, she had a police escort. Her safety, paramount. Everybody else can die. She, uh, she clearly doesn't care. She's inciting a riot. Kevin McCarthy, House Minority Leader, is calling for her censure. And what's Speaker Pelosi saying? She has no reason to apologize. Maxine talked about confrontation in the manner of the Civil Rights Movement. I don't think she should apologize. Clearly inciting violence. Clearly. If anybody else says anything, they're yelling and screaming and demanding that you act better and change your tone. And then there will come some Republicans like, yes, we need to better our tone. I don't think you should be calling for people's death. I don't think you should be inciting people uh, to riot. And if you tell me we want to bring down the heat and bring down the rhetoric and all, I'm happy to do that. But it's not going to stop the political left from doing it. And who joins in on this and figures out how to make money from it? The Lincoln Project and others who demands you live by a standard while they don't. You have to live up to that standard. We're going to do anything we want. We're going to make you live up to this. It's, it's Alinsky. It's rules for radicals. Speaker Pelosi should be called every name in the book for allowing this kind of thing to happen. Her outright, outright hatred of Americans, her absolute willingness... To look the other way on violent rhetoric should be noted and she should be shamed for it. And I want to know why Democrats are okay with it. She did what she did. If you tell me that Trump used language that was uh, rough and tumble, I won't disagree. If you tell me that it was insurrection, I'm going to laugh at you. But this isn't the first time because, by the way, at the at the riot, right, January 6th, Trump said peaceful. We're going to walk peacefully. His words. That isn't what uh, Maxine Waters said. Remember just a couple years ago, you see anybody from that Trump cabinet, you make a crowd and you surround them and you push back on them and tell them they're not welcome. Violent. Absolutely violent. Her history is clear. Maxine Waters is a violent person and the people who support her and protect her and defend her are okay with violence. The end. Can't be said any other way. Meanwhile, all this is about Derek Chauvin. All this is about the case in question. And what is it that we will see? Part of the prosecution is trying to get you to be like, hey, don't worry about what the defense said. Just look at that video. That's it. And the defense is saying, um, there's more to that video. And that's what we just shared with you. We'll see how that plays out. It's just a matter of time before we know. And then we'll see what comes next. This is Tony Katz today.